Okay, well, hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us here at the States and Markets podcast. I hope you're doing well wherever and whenever you're listening to this. So this week in the course, after spending several weeks kind of trying to dig into neoliberalism as a set of ideas, as a political movement and economic movement, um, areas that touch upon society and culture, uh, and trying to understand how neoliberalism has emerged and, and mapped its way on to various components of the global economic order and the economic order within state. And this week, I think we're going to add an, an important layer, an analytical layer to this discussion by bringing in notions of the nation and nationalism, right? And thinking about how nations and, and notions of nations and the politics of nationalism filter into the discourses surrounding neoliberalism and also thinking about in the context of some of the transitions we talked about from the Bretton Woods system to uh, the neoliberal order and beyond. So first off, I think it'd be good to use this podcast to think about two ways to understand um, the intersection of nations or nationalism and political economy. And perhaps the most straightforward and, and common usage of the way these things are thought about is connecting notions of economic nationalism as the term is commonly used to what we talked about in the very beginning of the course as mercantilism, um, state-centered economic policy that puts national security or national wealth as the central focus or goal of, of the economic system. And in this sense, economic nationalism is commonly tied to notions of protecting one's internal markets or internal companies through things like tariffs and other mechanisms to maximize the wealth flowing into a country and to minimize the wealth leaving a country, right? And, and economic nationalism, as we kind of see it in used in everyday language, tends to connote this kind of meaning. Um, people like Donald Trump or the British exit from the European Union are often phrased as expressions of economic nationalism. But I think this is a sensible way to talk about the term, but I think in some ways it is a bit of a misleading or oversimplification of what's going on when we try to think about the nation and nationalism in the context of the political economy, both within the state and at the international level. Though there is a, a connection between nation and state, it's not always as clear or as decisive as we might think. And, and just in that sense, policies that are commonly described as economic nationalism could also be seen from the perspective of the state or a certain interest of the state or a, an, a notion of the state being the focal point of um, the political and economic order within a society. And that it gets into this complex question of what is the relationship between the nation and the state. And that's hopefully something that we can talk for a few minutes about here as a nice setup for our discussion of it next week, because a, a, a thicker and perhaps more expansive understanding of the intersection between nationalism and political economy gets into questions and, and complex questions around what is a nation how do nations form or what constitute a nation and what distinguishes nations from other civil or political associations um, that people might have? And how do we decide what nations deserve a state and what are nations that should have a state or what are political groups that don't meet the definition of nation? Always a way to say what a nation 
is um, is a classic case where we, when we are asked, we oh, in in everyday language and everyday discussions, I, I think it all kind of comes to us as quite obvious. But what a nation is, and, and again, more specifically, what is the relationship between a nation and the state? Um, is a much murkier area. And I think in that way, if we, if we start bringing in that murkiness that comes from the scholarly study of nations and nationalism that has gone on now for centuries, and you know, really, especially in the 20th and uh, 19th century, was a, a central component of trying to understand um, modernity, right? And in some ways, nations and this notion of nationalism is a very modern concept because it implies some sort of popular or some form of a notion that the state or the um, central political entity, which again, we commonly call the state, has its power derived from the nation, from the national community, and, and in some ways posits a sort of metaphysical equality that all members of this national community hold some equal standing, at least in, in idea form, um, as part of this collective granting of the right to govern and protect the nation to the state, right? And this, in, from this perspective, nationalism and its intersection with political economy becomes far more fraught and complicated. And I'll just leave it there for now, right? And just leave it with the notion that there's these two ways, the very commonplace economic nationalism, tariffs and, and you know, trying to defend one's companies from foreign trade and to block um, the ability for foreign companies to have too much of a dominant role within the domestic um, economic uh, system. And, and, and in some ways, that's a very stock way to use this term economic nationalism. But what I want to open up here and what I've tried to do in just a very limited way is to say that there is a, just as the notion of nationalism is extremely complex, if we take that very complex and somewhat contested notion of what a nation is and what nationalism is and try to map that onto notions of political economy, things become a bit more complex. And also how our conception of the relationship between nation and state uh, affects our understanding of different international economic orders and particularly the neoliberal international economic order. So with that, I will leave it there. I look forward to seeing everybody in class next week. Thanks so much and have a great weekend.